If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everyone, to this completely unnecessary podcast for March 3rd, Tuesday, 2020. That's Ian Ferguson. That's me. I almost said just Ian Fer. Ian Ferg. Uh, I'm Pat Contrary. we got a fun show lined up for you today. We're talking about the mini NT making a comeback, dead or alive, hair color uh, DLC. A <laughs> uh, story about the NES uh, creator talking about the design of the system Nintendo doing a good deed uh, a couple of Q&A Patreon poll uh, first we got a t-shirt that's limited it is go to ultimatenintendo.com to check that out we also have enamel pins we also have the not for resale blu-ray and digital download are available there as well or not for resale movie.com it redirects to the same the same site uh, there and uh, before we get into PAX East, where not for you, so how to show Ian, how was your weekend? It was good. You cooked some soup? I did. I, I, uh, I made, um, I made uh, cream of chicken with mushroom. A cream of mushroom with chicken. Cream of chicken? <laughs> cream of mushroom with chicken. Uh, and then yesterday, I made uh, curried red lentil soup with spinach. That was really good. So I, did you bring me a Tupperware so I can try it? I did not. <clears throat> Maybe next time. Mm. I got something in my eye. It's awful. It's called it's guilt. guilt. Yeah, it's, it's the guilt. guilt. It's the guilt. It's the guilt for not feeding Pat. Um, and then I played a lot of Doom. I played a lot of Doom. A lot of Doom. You wrote about it on the Patreon. I did. Patreon.com slash see your podcast. Uh, that's what, see, you miss out by not subscribing to the Patreon? Yeah. Ian has a bunch of writings that he can bundle into a book if he wants to. Oof. That'd be interesting. No? No, I don't think so. I'd have to do some serious editing on those. You put yourself down. I mean, you, don't, you still don't use Grammarly like I like, but you, you write a nice little prose. I do use Grammarly. Really? Yeah. I'm still correcting stuff. Well, Grammarly's not perfect, then, is it? But I, but I use Grammarly. <laughs> Just get the correction. Anyway, um, that's all you did? Um, yeah, that's basically it. I worked this weekend. I usually don't work on the weekends, but I worked Saturday and Sunday. We were redoing He's all the inventories. the weekend. I was at PAX East. Yeah, it, how it, was that? And scenic, historic, cold as fuck Boston. Chilly Boston. You know, they usually, the last, I, I go every two years, the third time, so I've gone three times in four years, every other year. And um, 16, 18, 20. Uh, because I had the, the Not For Resale uh, movie was, was screening, was screened Friday night, and the, it was good show, it was about 120 people. Nice. It was fun, a couple of tech errors, but it turned out fine. fine. And I was at the Screenway booth uh, selling some Blu-rays and some books there. And um, they usually used to have it like late March, early April. The difference between that and early March is like, you know, 15 degrees. In and, like a lion, out like a lamb, they used to um, say about March. So, uh, did, did they, Ian? Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> so, 
Like it was uh, on Saturday night. It was about twenty degrees. I think without the wind chill. I think without the wind chill, it was like twenty degrees. Nice. And you get the nice, nice brisk wind off the harbor right there because where Pax East is, it's like it's surrounded by water and the like little kind of like a peninsula, right? Right there. So it's like that was that was kind of harsh. So I so I stocked up on the airborne uh, elderberry gummies beforehand for my immune system. Plus, you know, you had the potential of uh, diseases always with conflu, but now with the coronavirus. Uh, a semi-pandemic that's uh, potentially going to sweep the world. Um, people were on guard more, so it was the most amount of antibacterial and Clorox wipes I've ever seen. Antibacterial doesn't stop a virus. I think the Clorox wipes actually do. If you have a Clorox wipe, so it was interesting that you actually had people, workers there, like with the escalator, literally having Clorox wipes and letting the the handrail from the escalator run over it, like they were actually cleaning the stuff. I don't touch handrails on escalators ever, anyway. But people were more on guard. Even little kids were going up and getting antibacterial. So if there's a really small silver lining that people from the coronavirus, that people were actually being more careful about like uh, sanitation and and, uh, and like cleanliness and like not sneezing on people. The one time I had a sneeze, I like I dug it into the armpit of my sweatshirt. So like make sure that's, that stuff's going to be in there and that's it. Uh, you know, and and there were people still shaking hands here and there, but there was a lot more fist bumps and you know. From what I heard, the uh, coronavirus is extremely um, susceptible to good old-fashioned hand washing. So, as long as you keep up, it's on susceptible the soap. to, or you mean it, it, it wipes it out? Yeah, it's very like it's very weak against oh. just good old-fashioned well, yeah. soap and water. Wash your hands. But yep. I saw a poll on Twitter last week that it was like, uh, uh, like only sixty percent of women wash their hands after the bathroom, and only a third thirty-two percent of men, because men are fucking pigs, apparently. Clean your clean your goddamn hands. Now you know why I'm so worried about that. I don't care if you go someone you, following me out of the bathroom and yelling, "He doesn't wash his hands." I wash my hands. I I'm one of the third. I don't care if you go the weird eating route and don't do water before the soap. Soap first, or, or do water and then soap, like like most of us, uh, you know, smart people do. Use soap and water. For God's sake. It's not that hard. And don't piss on the freaking rim of the freaking toilet uh, bowl still. It's 2020. Let's Can we stop that? Use a urinal or, or tip up with your foot the fucking uh, seat on the toilet bowl. That's what shoes are for. That's what sho- Your shoes are filthy enough. It doesn't matter. Get some uric acid on there. You know, it might clean it off a little bit. But I don't, I don't want that on my ass when I sit down. That's the worst feeling in the world. When you forget to check, oh, getting a little, getting a little ice cold piss right on your <laughs> cheeks. Oh no, right no, 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 it's lukewarm usually. Still, it's a little lukewarm. Uh, the old cheekaroos, the old cheekaroos. <laughs> it's like, oh great, what, what, do I have a communicable capillary disease action carrying that right up the old butthole? <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know how how you're whoop, grinding whoop. on the seat, Terry. <laughs> No, actually, the the very very worst is when your my butt is actually made of just porous fabric. <laughs> no, actually, like a, like a coffee filter. I'm thinking back to like sixth grade science now. Capillary action using a little Kool Aid with watches. piss. Yeah, well, not with piss. Oh, did you have like like little experiments in class? We yeah, never, we never experiments. Had experiments in class. No, no, we never did that. We had like the rubber band little race cars, which are bullshit. Oh, you learned about physics. Did you ever have to do the one where you had? I was thinking about this <laughs> one the other day because it was a lot of fun. Did you ever have to do the one where you had to make like? Make like the little protective thing for the egg, and then you dropped it off. On oh yeah, egg. we did that stupid thing. We I love that. that. That was fun. No, we we did that. that I think. Yeah, 
build a little the little safety cage out no, of straws. Did we safety cage out of straws? Yeah, basically what you're doing. You got to keep the eggs safe. So you're not allowed to use just like you know like bubble wrap or anything. No, no. It's no. Like here's some fucking straws. Figure here's it out. some straw. No, we didn't do that then. I, we never did the volcano either. Either the famous volcano. We never did the Mr. Wizard volcano. Rest in peace, Mr. Wizard. You were you were very very fun, Nickelodeon. When did he die? He died like ten years ago, I think. Yeah. Poor Mr. Wizard. Uh, what was I going to say? Shit, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. No, actually, the, wor- the, the worst is in a public... Yeah. The very worst in a public bathroom is when you're, when you're, you know, you're sitting, and then somehow it sets off the, the auto uh, flush, and then you have a bidet at that point. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's always fun. And you feel that little little <laughs> tug on the empty space. Like, gravity's really working there. Like, when that, when that hardcore flush goes, you feel that... <gasps> That little pull. Oh no! I usually I usually hear the first, and I like semi stand up. Either way, public uh, bathrooms are, are nuts. It's like the toilet is trying to munch your ass. Uh, I don't think that happens. Mister Wizard lived to be ninety years old. What year did he die? Uh, Two thousand and seven. Okay, so I thought. Okay, good old Mister. He was doing stuff on TV back in the sixties. Actually, he died. He died one month shy of being ninety. He was eighty nine. That's a good run. Yeah, it is. Good he was on TV, I read, like in the 50s and 60s. He was doing stuff. Yeah, well, he was born July 10th, 1917, so. That was my grandfather's birth year, 17. Oh, birth year. I thought you were going to say birthday, and I was like, whoa. No, that would be nuts. No, my, my grandfather was uh, uh, January. Did you tell me Mr. Wizard's name? No. Was it Mark? What was his name? Don. That's, that's a good that's a, that's a, that's name. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solid 1917's name. I was going to say. Don there, Herbert. There's not a lot of Dons out there. I, I don't even met a Don in my life. Mm-mm. Donald, Don, yeah, that's an old school name. Mm. So when I pax East, Ian, yeah. So uh, it was nice to. Um, it was weird not having Sony there because they had to like shove everything else together to make up that space there. So it's like it, it was like the that episode of. Um, Can ep- you hand me one of those? Give me one of these. You want to open one up? We're gonna open one. They've been fucking sitting here for like a year and a half. <laughs> uh, I have three of them. Um, so, you ever see that episode of Seinfeld where, where Kramer paints over the uh, the lines in the highway to make the the, the extra extra large lanes? No, in the highway. I'm not a big Seinfeld okay. fan. Well, there were extra large walking lanes because there was uh, Sony was not there, so it, it seemed very spacious. Paxies. That's actually pretty great. Were. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I had a lot of fun there. Screening went well. Um, I cut off. Cut, um, uh, we caught, I caught up with the uh, Retromania game, which we talked about on the podcast last year. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, actually. it's a thro- it's a basically a, it's a it's a sp- sequel to WrestleFest. They actually had the Technos um, go ahead to, to use their name on there. Is that ooh? Is a ghost? Red oh, ghost. pink ghost. Yeah. Is that is that uh, uh, pinky? Yeah, pinky. It's pink. Uh huh. Oh, that's a neat little feeling. Don't ruin my pinky. Whoa. Wap wap. Meep meep. It comes with stickers. Sorry. Uh-huh. It's like a show and tell old school podcasting. So, um, other than that, shout out to Dom at Sudden Impact Gaming for picking up some books that he's in um, in Massachusetts in uh, Sudden Impact Retro Video Game Store in in, Winth- in Winthrop, Mass. So, pick up some books from Dom there. You know, he always buys books from me all the time. It's like he's like, "You gonna sign them?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll sign them, Dom." He gets very, he gets very uh, not Don Dom. That's Dom. Another, that's another old school name. No Doms. You know any Doms? Old school Italian name, Dominic. Yeah, I some Doms. I don't know any Doms. Anyway, right, stop playing with my pink. It's nice, pinky. There, I'll stop playing with your <laughs> fucking pink. Uh, there. Um, so uh, smells like Nickelodeon. So while at, while, while it smells like like was like like slime. So while yeah. at Pax East, literally, um, it was Saturday. 
during the day, and they announced that GDC was going to be canceled. Yes. And GDC was coming up in a couple of weeks uh, only. Um, so that's obviously a huge blow to a lot of people. Um, a lot of indie game developers, we were going to show, uh, Not For Resale was going to be part of their uh, film festival there. Um, some of our friends, people know, like Limited Run was going to go out there to do meetings. Uh, there, so that it, GDC is pretty huge. Everyone goes to GDC, yeah. especially everyone. I mean, Game Developers Conference. Anyone who's actually in game dev generally goes. Um, it's very expensive. It's one of those things that's really kind of pushed as important. It, it's important for you to go if you're a game dev, and um, it's not cheap at all. Uh, you, you Tickets know, aren't cheap. There's different, yeah. you know, tier prices depending on how many of like the workshops and the panels you want to go to. And uh, I think like a full all access pass is, you know, close. It, it hovers around the two thousand dollar mark. Really? Yes, it's very expensive. Ooh. Very, very expensive. Um, and a lot of game devs, I feel bad, you know, put a lot of money into this because this is where you go to um, make connections. You know, meet and greet. You know, potentially get a publisher. Yep, get you know. Publisher. Um, you know, meet up with other people, and it's very important and Network. it's very expensive. So it's a huge bummer for a lot of these uh, folks that you know this is potentially money uh, now wasted. Uh, GDC has said that they will be uh, refunding um, anyone who uh, purchased a ticket, um, and if you got a hotel that's in that was in one of the GDC hotel blocks you'll be able to cancel without penalty, usually, which is great. Usually if any hotel, you'll be able to get a refund up to like 48 hours before, usually. But, but depending on, you know, the people who, um, you know, I saw that there were some people who weren't in those blocks who aren't going to be able to get refunds or oh, really? travel isn't necessarily going to be refunded. So there, there's a lot of people who are looking to be out some money here, and I hope that doesn't, you know kill any of these developers and it probably won't but still it's 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 a problem airlines usually even if you don't get the insurance are usually cool if something like this would happen they'll give you at least a credit i have a usually. feeling i have a feeling that it's, people are going to be more likely to um it's got, you just got to call them and they'll do it you know you yeah. can't do it online usually just give give the airline a call uh if you're one of the people listening that was planning to go and you should get at least a credit uh back so. on that but there was a fun setup just in case right there was a fun setup uh, for people, groups organized to raise funds for developers. <clears throat> there was, they, they set up a fund, the GDC Relief Fund, for um, collaboration between several game companies and other groups raising money for independent developers planning to attend GDC. Um, yeah. So if you're out of luck, maybe there's, I guess there's a way there. The Relief Fund has raised at least $76,000. Who receives the money will be determined according to the estimated impact of the postponement on their organizations and the financial hardship they are experiencing. So I'm guessing there'll be like some sort of weird little board of directors that decides where the money goes out to. Yeah. It's, it's a mess, though, because think about it. If you have a game that you were set to come out with and you were, you were set to maybe, you know, you don't know what can happen to GC. You can score a publisher. You can network and find someone to help you get a publisher or make sure your game comes out in a certain territory. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's like, you know, the heartbeat of it. And now you got to... Right. If it's postponed like they want to, I mean, you can set your whole life back, obviously. Well, and how many... Yeah, I mean, not yeah. everyone is going to reschedule for later this summer. Yeah. Um, you know, GDC is, you know, it, it's strategically positioned to, you know, for where it is in terms of its relation to things like E3, which are becoming less important. Sure. Um, yeah, I. it'll be interesting to see if this has any... Uh, you know, repercussions down the line, vibrations, if games are going to be delayed because of this, etc. I, I can see a lot of indie games that were perhaps hoping to be, you know, out this year 
having to be postponed. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, worst case scenario, it'll just push everything back a few months to whenever GDC is going to reschedule. I mean, with this coronavirus, you know, when it gets warmer, it probably won't propagate as much. It'll be dying off for the season, like 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 other you know sort of flu strains, you know, die off once it gets warm. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's interesting. I thought about what if PAX East was early April, like it was you know past years, where they have canceled. Maybe it got in just under the wire. Sure. Uh, but but being that PAX East was also a huge trade show, uh, I think people would have went, went no matter what. Even though Sony pulled out, there's a lot of companies that would be like, no, we have to do this. And PAX East, it's so much money that gets made. Obviously, GDC makes money as well. But yeah, I don't. there's like 100,000 people, you know, over 100,000 people go to PAX East. It, it would ruin the city to, to like cancel that. What would Don you know? Herbert do? Don, good old Don, good old Mister Wizard. Good Not enough. Lo- Wizard. Is there like a T-shirt I can buy for Mister Wizard? Oh, I'm there sure was there a. Is. This is almost shilling it. I don't care though because um, the I Am Ape uh, booth had an official Mister Gimmick shirt and soundtrack. Oh really? It's not on the website yet. And I forgot to buy it on Sunday. Ooh, the soundtrack would be good. The sound- they, they, they do good soundtracks. Uh, the soundtrack. Um, it had it had the unused uh, uh, mysterious something of death, like the best song that was used in the game. It also had a couple other tracks I didn't recognize. That maybe they they said, basically I asked them, I said it was whatever Sunsoft or whoever owns the rights whatever they gave us sure. what they had there uh, but the t shirt looked cute it was kind of a reddish dark dark uh, Auburn is Auburn reddish yeah um, was it and uh, I, red clashes with my skin I don't I don't wear red shirts but being that it's, it's an official gimmick well, I, I mean I have a I I made a Mister Gimmick shirt didn't I buy no I bought one online I have one. That's right, I do, but it wasn't official. I don't think. No, someone. I thought. I thought that was one that someone gave you. Someone gave me that one. Okay. I thought that was one that our, I bought our, it. Uh, listener Chris, every once in a while, has given us really cool game shirts. I thought that was one of the ones. He okay. Gave you. Well, was that license? You wrong. think at the time? Probably that, that not. Was like, that was like five years ago. Okay. Uh, but um, anyway, I wanted to get it. It was a nice design. So anyway, I'll probably have to pick that up there. Uh, as well, I also had uh, PAX East. I had a I had a meeting for a potential uh, project in the works. Maybe Rich Auburn has a higher amount of red pigments than your usual dark brown. Therefore, the color appears more like a dark red than a dark yes. brown, which That's enforces a-, a mysterious and sophisticated flair. I wasn't expecting Woo! that last part there. Yeah, that's yeah. It, was, it was Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a burnt red, not a burnt orange. I like burnt orange too. What about oh. burnt umber? I don't know what that looks like. It was a it was a Crayola color, in the sixty four pack. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, w- real quick, we have an update on the video game store heist last year. We talked about on the podcast out in uh, was out in uh, Missouri oh, last year. Uh, trading games, um, where it was like uh, it was like seventy thousand dollars worth of games were stolen. Um, oh, this was revealed. I didn't know this in the article. Seventeen thousand in silver and ten thousand dollars in cash. Uh, and a handgun. This fucker looks like a gross boy who would do the crimes. Well, they, they arrested a 46-year-old man, St. Louis man, in jail for allegedly... He's in jail for stealing tens of thousands of dollars worth of rare video games, as well as silver and cash from the Fenton area store. Uh, there, we covered this last year. It was like an air raid, right? It was a, a it was stuff that was created by uh, WADA that was there. It was like uh, some hard-to-find Atari stuff in the box. I think it was like... Um, I think, I think it was a couple protests. I'm not positive. I forget. But, uh, well, they got the guy. That's the good news. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, hopefully they seize, seize this stuff. Because, again, it was a lot of weird stuff that we hard to pawn off without, you know, people realize, oh, this is from the heist. Right. You know what I mean? It was very specific items uh, there. 
So what's his name here? Uh, Damon Jackson charged him with second-degree burglary, stealing, and two counts of stealing. Remains in custody at the Jefferson County Jail on a $500,000 bond there. So, you think McGruff was the arresting officer? McGruff? He, uh, does he deal with uh, with, uh, with stealing stuff, McGruff? I don't know. Maybe. The war on drugs is dying down, so... Yeah, but they need to... I mean, McGruff just takes a bite out of crime. He's Any not, crime. He's not, he's not just drugs. He's uh, He takes bites out of crime. Is, is, is McGruff dog still around? Yeah. Yeah! Is McGruff is still around. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Did you know that you can't, like, is buy it... a McGruff costume unless you're part of law enforcement? I agree with that. McGruff the crime dog. I agree with that. You can't willy-nilly just dress up as McGruff and ruin, ruin the IP. You know? McGruffStuff.com. Uh, that's an actual website. McGruff the Crime Dog costume. Uh, $1,790 for this costume. Wow. Uh, the head is 1490 of it. They're trying to get $85 for those fucking pants. It's ridiculous. What about, uh, what the hell is, uh, I, I, uh, Smokey the Bear obviously still around, right? Yeah. What about the what, the what the owl? What the hell was the owl? What's the owl? What's the owl? What's the owl? Did you know that McGruff has a kid, or there's at least a young version? I do of remember McGruff? that in the nineties. That's they right, to, Scruff McGruff. I, I, great name. I do remember that in the nineties. I try to freshen up the image. Well, holy shit! You can get an animated McGruff costume for three thousand seven hundred and ninety dollars. What, what do you mean? Like it actually moves? The Yo, eyes the head moves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so okay, the animated one. I found it. This was the one I'd seen. This is the one that has the note for sale to recognize law enforcement. Don't ask. Why I'm looking up McGruff costume. You want to derail the podcast? That's fine. It's just more editing for Pat. That's all. I, leave it in. This is what people listen to podcasts <laughs> for. First sale to recognize law enforcement organizations only. Does not qualify for any promotion or discount. I wonder if like transit cops can buy this. Huh. McGruff came out in July 1980. Wow. I knew it was AIDS. I know it was that far back. Yeah. Species bloodhound. Gender male. Family scruff nephew. <laughs> McGruff comes with a spare battery. Hey. He worked out, right? Because the 70s were bad for crime. 60s, he might have taken a bite out of crime. Things got, things got better the past 30 years when it comes uh, came to crime. 30, 40 years. Can I just get a talking McGruff cod piece? Is there, is there, can, I, can I buy a plush? You got a plush going on? I did ask the IM AP people about, why, where's the gimmick plush? And, and the, the nice lady was like, yeah, that'd be cute. I'm like, yes. Like, you would sell a, a bunch Pat, of are them. are you harassing people? No, I'm not harassing people. Don't try to get me kicked out of PAX East. I just want a plush Mr. Gimmick doll. He's a, he's a he's a plush doll. So you want to get a plush of the plush character, right? You can totally get plush McGruffs. You can get plush McGruffs. Seventeen ninety five from McGruffStuff.com. dot com. Does it go? Does it go to like a like a police organization or a crime anti crime? I hope not. Organization. What do you mean you hope not? I hope it goes to the people who made it. McGruff plush seventeen ninety five. The more you buy, the more you save. Uh, it was created by Dancer Fitzgerald Sample. Uh, is that a name? Real name? And the ad cancel. So if you buy 11 Adage. to 24, you can get these for fifteen ninety five each per unit. If you buy one, it's seventeen ninety five. If you, you want a wholesale? If you want to buy 25 plus, you got to call them for pricing. Well, you want to wholesale and sell them at Luna Video Games, two locations? Let's get 100 of these bad boys. You want to see, Let's get 100 of these bad boys. I haven't seen a commercial boys. on TV in forever. That's going to be my gimmick at uh, SoCal, Retro, or SoCal Gaming Expo. If you know Expo. a user even part of the time, tell them to quit. Take a bite out of crime. I'm going to sell the gruff are losers, And losers are users, so don't use drugs. That's the only thing I remember from the song about the anti-drug one. 
And get a scruff beanbag doll for five ninety five. Okay, Ian, that's great. All right. So one one last thing before we jump into the real podcast, the main the main meat is that um the main meat. I haven't talked about my the uh, the ultimate NES game guide app in a long time. Uh, finally, Ian, um, I could talk about that it's been updated um, on iOS and Android devices. Go to droid.ultimatenes.com or ios.ultimatenes.com on your phone and redirect to the store. Um, it, it had to be rebuilt from scratch because uh, the old uh, developer will just say um, from the ground up. The old developer will just say uh, fuck Pat in the ass. I can't put it any nicer than that. I'm going to abandon the project. And so I had to hire someone. He and put s- it in your butt. Yes. He fucked up and, and put it in your butt. So I had to uh, spend a uh, uh, few grand to redo the app from scratch in order to get it, you know, updating, getting the things in that I wanted to. And then, um, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't a good time. I mean, I had a bad time uh, there. So um, you might have to uh, delete your old app to install the new one to have a clean install. And then on Android devices, you don't have to delete. Uh, in Android devices, there's a cache you have to clear for your app data. But the good news is that now on the app, it, it goes to the cloud. And so your your collection will be safe now in the future. You'll have to re-input it, though, if you're starting uh, you know, with the, new, with the new app. But you'll be able to access it from multiple devices. If you delete or lose your phone and do a new phone, your collection will be saved going forward. And there's now new features that weren't in the old app. So please give it a shot. If it was broken for you in the past, my apologies, but my developer, old developer, abandoned the Fucked project. Up. Put yes. it in your butt. But I try to try to make it right. And again, uh, delete your old uh, app for, before a fresh install if you, have, if you have any issues and delete your old app on Android and clear your cache data if you have any issues with the Android version there. And give it, you know, give it a positive review if, it, if it's uh, to your liking there. Uh, because it got a lot of bad reviews because it wasn't getting updated, and especially on Android phones, if you don't update your app on Android phones, like that shit, like has a shelf life of like uh, of milk. Uh, that's how quickly apps fall out of. Out so of a couple years. of years. Milk's great. The long- <laughs> no, Ian. The whole point is that like within a few months, you got to update your apps, and if not an Android, it won't even. It, it stops up. working on your yeah. older devices because there's like hundreds of different platforms and you know and phones for Android. So. Yeah, Ian, it was a fun ride, huh? We'll still tell the Portland story sometime, maybe, huh? That was a fun time. Sure, that was good. That was a good... Ian was there for that at the airport. That was good. All right. Woo! Good news, Ian. Flying into this episode. Good news. Yeah. Folks at Analog uh, announced a few days ago, officially, um, they're going to do one final run of the Analog NT Mini, which was their first FPGA console which was their NES. Remember, they put out their first NT, which used cannibalized Famicom parts, and then they did the FPGA after that. Uh, there, but the magic the, from the power by the power of Kevtris, doing doing an FPGA console here on the cutting edge here. Uh, the NT Mini version two features a new and perfected NES cartridge slot, updated. Remember, because some people complain the first one scratched their carts. Yeah, uh, updated um, UI branding packaging. It includes a new uh, 8-bit do 2.4G controller for for the NES in the box. I'm most excited for that updated branding. Well, it's 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 a nice like you know gunmetal sort of color, right? It's a dark color here. You know, it looks a little different to shell. The same NT Mini you know and love, uh, but uh, there's a little um, 
there's a little caveat. It's in limited quantities for $499. Whew. That's called the NT Mini Noir. Has the uh, gunmetal finish and features gold-plated uh, input outputs and transparent controller ports. In terms of output, it has HDMI, RGB slash component slash S-video and composite analog audio, microphone input, Famicom expansion port, if, if you want to get that sewing machine out there and hook it up, and USB. So, um, obviously, it's good news that this is coming back because on, this, on the secondary market, if I go on eBay, these fetch a lot of money. Uh, because it, I don't think they sold a huge amount to begin with. No, I don't believe um, so. They were more limited than you know the Super NT and the Mega SG because it was still like people were just getting into it. It wasn't like the market within with basically the past three years the market's blown up on this stuff uh, sure. for these FPGA uh, here. So um, I, I just wish it was more affordable, uh, just because oh people are already scalping the pre-orders online for yep. for, for nine hundred dollars. That's great. That's that's freaking great. The original NT Mini, people are listing at like eleven hundred dollars or fifteen hundred best offer. So these are these are coveted. These are coveted. They're nice. Um, I think they're extremely expensive. I mean, they can charge whatever they want for it if it's going to move. But uh, and and I do like their products. The um, the Mega SG is is fantastic. I love and that thing, NT. and I and I use it a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I know lots of people have used the Super NT. But I got to be real. Uh, for five hundred bucks, you can go get a retro USB AVS for one eighty. One eighty, and sure, it's not as pretty of a system, but it does what it says on the tin and gets it done, and it it, it works fantastically. Um, you know, no, no, it doesn't have the frills. It doesn't have like the you know whatever this like aluminum like single mold case and things like that. But you know, you it, it, it you know it gets the job done. Um, yeah, I, I wish um, there was a. I, I wish they probably if they made more of them, they'd probably bring the cost down. Maybe they don't know how many people want this. Um, but I, I wish there was like a bargain tier, like plastic shell one, like with the SG and the in the Super NT. Well, I mean that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. There, there is. It's the retro AVS. It's the retro USB AVS. It's not by the same company, but sure. there is an option for this cheaper if you want it. Sure. Um, and that's you know not necessarily meant to be a knock at analog. They can, like I said, they make good products. But I I can't see this being worth five hundred. I, I I can't imagine this doing so that much more. Other than you know people who collect want to have all of the well, analog stuff. It's got a name that's recognizable at this point. I mean, it looks beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty system. But, but yeah, the AVS also uh, uh, AVS is a one eighty five. Okay, the AVS also has four controller slots. It also has a Famicom and an NES cartridge slot on it yep it, it so, does this so obviously the ui will be different and obviously you know it's it's still an fpga obviously it's programmed different from, from a different team but it's an fpga uh there so um yeah so the, i i i don't know if it's because people don't know about the retro avs or people just are in love with the um with the design of the nt that's why it goes for so much money um that's, that's what i'm guessing uh but right now you can pre-order it uh, right now, and it's going to ship. It's going to ship in July, two thousand twenty. Um, if I probably would go for this, if this was like, I'd say maybe even three hundred, I might have jumped on this. I might have, but at five hundred, I'm like, it's a little bit out of my reach there. Uh, at five hundred dollars, but there will be people that buy this, and obviously, there's a market. If oh. again, they're selling for what are they actually? What are people, actually the sold uh, price are? 
People are buying them. I mean, that's the thing. We may not be buying them, but they're going to sell. They're selling for some reason. Uh, some some idiots are are on eBay are are spending a thousand on the pre order when they could just go to the website and get it. And the silver one sold for a thousand. I'm looking at it right now. It's a, a once a used one sold for a thousand complete in box. A couple. So so obviously analog sees like, well, we can just do another run. Yeah. You know what I mean? What what if you just bought one for one sold for fifteen hundred dollars? You just bought one and now. And that was February 9th, a month ago. And now you're like, oh, shit. Could have saved a thousand bucks and got the, the, the cool noir version, the, right. bl- the black version there, and gunmetal uh, there. Yeah, it looks like they sell fairly, fairly regu- regularly for a lot of money. So there you go. Uh, a jailbroken one sold for $3,300 on December 31st. Happy New Year. Holy shit. With the smoke, the smoke monster pack? I don't know what that means. That means it has all the other cores in there, I guess, to play other stuff. What what is the what is the smoke monster? Smoke monster is a guy who does stuff with it's, it's ROM packs. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Or maybe that's coming up on a search. Uh, Mister packs, ROM packs. Yeah, smoke monster is a guy who does stuff with like uh, FPG, FPGA stuff. I okay. see him on Twitter every once in a while. I don't know what the packs would be. Maybe core packs. Maybe. So I know that Ketris wrote a bunch of the older system uh, cores, right? It's possible. I think he did it what television, ClickVision. He did like well, most of them pre NES. I thought uh, there. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, well, well, um, it's, it looks like a great product. Again, it's out of my price range, unfortunately. There, um, but I'll 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 be on board for the the analog handheld as Ian will be. He'll probably you know throw them in a bathtub and just and just swim around in them uh, at some point there. So anyway. Anything else to add on this one? No, not on that one. All right. Well, go pre-order the analog uh, mini MT final run. If you would like, all right, Ian. So it's our it's our yearly dead or alive topic that we're going to do. Dead or alive six came out to, from what I understand, almost no fanfare. Um, no horns playing. I really really enjoyed part five, um, but yeah, the game always seems to have trouble uh, gaining traction in the I don't know the I would say quote unquote serious fighting game communities I think part of it is its focus on boobs jiggle physics kind of overshadows the Uh, Dead or Alive 6 I guess you know uh, shoot a bunch of that you know kind of toned it down made the costumes a bit more uh, tame at least the basic costumes but it it didn't really from what I can tell I'm sure no one complained it it hasn't helped I know plenty of people complained I'm I'm pretty sure we talked about it yeah yeah. Um, but the game does still suffer from, you know, all the same problems that the old ones did. Uh, costume packs. So there are four season passes right now, ranging in price from $80 to ninety-two ninety-nine. Um, $92.99. Yep. That are just full of different costumes, swimsuits, etc. for your characters. But what's got people up in arms uh, recently is... Um, how they are handling uh, something as simple as changing a character's hair color. So, used to be, once upon a time, you could unlock things like hair colors in a game and switch them willy-nilly. Wow. Once upon a time. Wow. Yeah. I, I can swap out colors? Wow, I know. It's wild. It's wild. It's wacky. Um, recently, on Dead or Alive 6, um, they released an update that allows you to purchase single costumes individually. You weren't able to do that before. Okay, before you had just doing season passes. You buy an uh, in-game currency basically called a premium ticket. And you can uh, use them um, 
to unlock costumes. Tickets are about a dollar. Uh, costumes can go for three to four tickets. However, here's something that's that's new. Okay. You can unlock new hair colors. Each hair color costs one ticket. So one dollar. A dollar. There are 16 hair colors available per character. So you start doing this math, and you're like, oh, this is crazy. That's going to that's gonna add up. If I want to unlock all the hair colors for my, for character. my character, that's 16 bucks just to get hair colors. Uh-huh. And you're thinking, wow, boy, howdy, that's, whew, that's a lot of money. They're really taking me for a ride. They've got me over a barrel, and they're playing with my butt. They're doing the butt stuff. Just like, just like an old developer. Right. Boy, boy, this is crazy. However, that's not the end of it. Huh? What? That's not. But wait, there's that's more. Not the end of it. Getting a hair color with a premium ticket doesn't fully unlock it. You have to pay. You have to use a ticket each time you want to switch hair color. Okay. So you 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 are unlocking a, a temporary hair dye, basically. Yes. If you want to switch back, you have to pay again. Right. So if you've already paid for that hair color, you haven't unlocked it. You are paying. You are paying a dollar to change the hair color, not to unlock the hair color. Mm. You're renting hair color for a dollar. Mm. That is that is special. That is real special. El cojones. <laughs> She's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. So for a game that. If you get all four season passes and the game itself is probably like 50 bucks, whatever, 40 bucks, you're spending about $400 on this game and then more money potentially. I think one of those season passes probably includes the previous season passes. I don't know. But either way, okay. you're still... You're, you're spending you're, hundreds you're spending of dollars. You're spending a lot of money you're spending to hundreds of dollars content for jiggle physics, co- physics costumes for, for your fighters and then potentially... If you want to... Ch- oh, I want to see her in orange hair. It's a dollar. If I want to go back to yellow... You got it. Another dollar. I'm going to tell the people listening to this podcast right now about a product you can buy. It's called Honey Select. Okay? It's called Honey Select. What, what, what Look is- it up. It costs you $60. You can go and buy Honey Select right now. It's a computer game that lets you make 3D models of women and have sex with them. They get naked. Almost immediately, sixty dollars. Well, you can't literally have sex with them, but not in real life. In the but in the game, it's like virtual Valerie. Back it's in the it's day, a right? sex game. Remember virtual yes, Valerie? Yes, okay. you create a three D character and you have fake sex with it. Uh, sixty dollars. Destructoid's reviewer called it the most polished VR room scale sex simulator on the market. There it is. And that came out in two thousand sixteen. Is it the genre erogay? Erogi? That erogay. Erotic games. Sixty dollars. That's what this game would have cost brand new, and you just have to keep spending money to pretend that you're seeing uh, these girls' boobs. Gita Jackson. Just, just buy, the, buy the game that lets you do this. Gita Jackson of Kotaku commented <laughs> on the disparate attention given to certain body parts, 12 parameters for breasts, 2 for butts, and none at all for penises. In fact, she noted the game relegated male models to mere floating dicks and suggested many more creative options that were in fact available. Uh, well, um, people aren't buying these to usually see men. The type of people who are buying these want to see women. I'm just, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, <laughs> as as the people who are spending all of this money on 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 getting well, their characters closer and closer to nude, but not quite not nude. quite nude, even though it's like a, a string up their ass in some of these costumes. But yes, not quite nude. What? What? Get rid of the middleman. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'm not. I'm not in that realm where I want to give money to a you know maybe a girl on twitch that's showing tons of cleavage i don't know why there's like instead of going full hardcore like you say there's like this 
you know, softcore market for this. Mm-hmm. As so, uh, as hard as you can get for softcore. But I just don't know why. But there's always people that like softcore and don't like the hardcore parts. I don't know. I don't understand it. But again, it's the fault of the consumers who are spending There's hundreds of dollars. There's an entire series by the same company that make that that makes that game called Sexy Beach. That is just Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball without the volleyball and all the sex. Oh, really? Yes, but not with the Dead or Alive characters. No, they got they got. See, that's they got them. This is how they got. Don't them. ask me how I know about all. Of I, these, I'm not even. I don't. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to look at your web browsing history or, or search. They got them. This is how. They they made these, I want to say, probably lonely men attached to these characters that have been around. Some of these characters have been around for, what, 15 years dead or alive? Uh, right? Or more. First dead or alive was like 98, I think. Okay, so. 20 years. It's They have an attachment to the characters, Ian, just as much as the titillation. They want to see their specific character in all these different costumes. I think this is the mentality. They want to see uh, what's a dead or alive character. I don't know. Kasumi. Kasumi. They they want. I actually don't know that much about the dead or alive. They want to see it, the gameplay is actually really good for the generally the second yes. the second one is fucking fantastic. The parry the system one on the Dreamcast. The, the parry so and reversal system is really good for fighting. Nineteen ninety six. It's been around for twenty four years. It's been a while. So they wa- they don't care about the the nudity of any old model in Honey Select. They want to see that specific character dressed up. So make them. Make them in Honey Select. I'm just telling you, that's the mentality. I'm not judging it. I am judging it. You're spending $500. I am judging that. But I'm not judging your attachment to a, a, a fictional character that you want to see in certain outfits. Like maybe a virtual like girlfriend you're attached to. Maybe that's the best I can wrap my head around it. And we get attacked a lot when we talk about Dead or Alive because their fans come after us. So we're going to get attacked a little bit. I'm trying not to judge here. You want to spend $500? I'm going to say that's a little bit silly, but that's probably what's going on here. And they will spend money to see their girlfriend character in a video game maybe have red hair or auburn hair instead of the typical black hair or blonde it's hair. It's mysterious. That, that's, try not to judge. I'm just saying that's probably what's going on here. Yeah. All right. So it's silly, but some people obviously like it or else Koei Tecmo wouldn't be milking these, these uh, lovable lugs out there on their computer and consoles for all this money. So Some sort of milking going on. All right, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yes. The uh, NES creator revealed uh, what happened to the Famicom microphone and why did the NES uh, have its design changed from the Famicom in the U.S. In a talk at the National Video Game Museum in, uh, in Sheffield on Wednesday, uh, almost a week ago, Masa UK. Uamora, the former head of Nintendo Research and Development 2, revealed the company was concerned that dry weather in parts of North America could result in children accidentally causing the consoles to short short circuit. circuit. So, if you didn't know out there, the Famicom came out in 83, was a traditional uh, cartridge slot loader, like game consoles, almost every game console had been up to that point, like the Atari 2600, where you, you just you put it in the top and you slam that cartridge in. Nice and clean. And basically no every console since as well that uses cartridges. With a cartridge. Yeah. Up to the 90s. You're probably right about that. For a reason, which we're going to get into. So, um, and then they also made it resemble a VHS uh, player because they also, after the video game crash, wanted it not to be 
a video game console because that was dead in North America, but an entertainment system, but it was a video game console there. So they stuck with that until the NES top loader and obviously Super Nintendo in 91 in the U.S. Um, so via translator, uh, what's his first name again? Masayuki Uemura. Masayuki said, on the Famicom, the cartridge was directly connected to the hardware inside, so if you attach the video game cartridge to the actual devices, they're, they're static and charges, and this can result in a short circuit. Unlike Japan, where it's humid, uh, Texas, for example, in North America is very dry, so it's likely that children, when they touch it, will cause a short circuit. And in the living room, there are rugs and stuff like that, so it's likely that we will have static. So front-loading uh, prevents children from actually touching their hands to the devices. That's why we developed it at a front loader. Okay. Seems like an awful lot of work just to keep kids' hands out of the cartridge slot. Uh, there you have Masa Yuki-san. Um, the amount of time and effort wasted by children uh, in the 80s because of this, des- this horrible design that bent after bent the, the pins after a while because of that, you know, whatever, zero gravity, whatever the hell they call it, mechanism... Um, I don't care if kids got killed as long as I can play my games quicker. I'll just say that. Maybe a few kids got killed in the U.S. if you went with the top loader, you know, loader design. No one got gets hurt, right, in the long run. You came out with a top loader anyway, eventually. Yeah. Did it, did, was there any reports of kids catching on fire or no. getting killed by that? No, they realized that, I mean, it was kind of a, a non-issue, you know, something to not that doesn't really need to be worried about. But Think Nintendo about- back then especially seemed like they were overly precautious about all of this stuff. Yes! <clears throat> I-, I asked uh, our pal Howard Phillips about why didn't you just, you know, let people know that, hell, you c- why did you put a, a, a warning saying don't use don't use rubbing alcohol to clean the games when you should use rubbing alcohol to clean your games? They said we, want, we didn't want kids to like hurt themselves. Yeah, they didn't want kids to catch on fire, basically. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you know what kids of our generation lost by all the time not being able to play an NES game immediately. You know, that's why that's why <laughs> our generation is so much dumber for that. There was literally in times where it would take up to four, I'd say forty minutes to play an NES game. Oh, it would take forever. Blow it on a cartridge. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating that, am I? Like, it would be shocked to put. Sometimes, if your console game was so finicky, if you got that game in there. That was the game you played for the next two weeks. Yeah, that was just, a, Ninja Gaiden. That's that's the game of April, Ian. That's what we're going to be playing. You just now. dealt with it, you know. And and um, obviously they learned their lesson. I think it was more of they they wanted not to look like traditional game consoles in North America. Yes, I think that's I think that the was main really thing. Yes. I think that was really it, um, which they alluded to but didn't come out here and say uh, up top. Uh, Yurimura also revealed that the microphone on the Famicom second controller was originally intended to be used for karaoke, but it was dropped for the NES because the one karaoke game release, Karaoke Studio from Bandai, was not popular at all. And of course, you know, you, you use it to you know kill those little uh, mouse face things in, in Zelda. Uh, yeah, Paul's voice. Paul's voice. Uh, but so that was always that was always you know they left that in the game in, in North America. Like, what the hell does that mean? Didn't make any sense. Like, I blow the whistle, it doesn't do anything. You know, you remember that? It was like, what the... But anyway, so the microphone was not used for, uh, you know, I don't think a huge amount of games in... in uh, I know there was that one uh, uh, Takashi's Castle game you used to, to do a karaoke thing yeah. uh, in the game, but I, you know, obviously it wasn't worth it, wasn't worth the hassle. I'd rather have a start and select button in that second controller than, than, than a microphone, uh, basically there. I, uh... I didn't know that there was a karaoke game. I didn't know that that was the intent. Sure. Um, 
And then he also said, and the zapper, well, according to a slide in Yuramura's presentation, that was developed simply because Americans in general are interested in guns. Not wrong. No, he's not. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, he's, he's not he's wrong. right about that. Um, but, you know, obviously it looked like a space phaser in the U.S., but oh, the one in uh, Japan looked like a freaking revolver, Western revolver, that they came out and that came uh, bundled with uh, Wild Gunman, if you wanted to buy one, or, or separately, I believe, but it came bundled with Wild Gunman, with a holster. With a holster? How do I not own that? I should own that. I was going to say, I, I, that that's something I should like, be into. That, that seems like it would I'm going to buy it before this podcast comes out because the price can be driven up. You yes. Know? Yes. I won't it be? Uh, there um yeah so anyway uh interesting that they did this presentation maybe they, they fly in more old school guys uh that that uh talk about stuff like this um yeah the, the original nes uh, design is garbage i i mean it, it is obviously yes it it's is just it's, absolute it's, garbage it's absolute trash it's a trash design i mean yeah i hate it the squeaking when you push the game down and then you got you you know you, you you once the pins bent people would be using it like a, put a little uh, paper wedge in there or, or another game another or, game just or, another cartridge in general or or, or they're forced to use the, the game gene to do that which bent the, I think the, bent the pins anyway the game gene from what I heard over time so but it, just an awful awful design but then they came out with the cleaner kits which did help with that cream substance which still was not as good as rubbing alcohol though. So that helped, though. When Nintendo came out with a cleaner. cream substance? You, ever, you never had the NES official uh, I have. Kit? It never came with a cream substance. came with a dropper bottle of rubbing alcohol, essentially. Is that what it was? Yeah. I thought it came with a cream. The other ones came. There was a third party ones came with a cream I've substance. I've never seen one with a cream. So you're telling me it came with rubbing alcohol and, a, and, a, and, and they and told a little, you not yes, to use it? Yes. Until it, they charge you for it? Yeah, they called and it that, cleaning fluid, but it was just rubbing alcohol. And that didn't come out right away, though. That didn't come out in 86 or 87. That was like 88, 89, I believe. Oh, yeah. That was later on. So we still suffered trying to get Legend of Zelda to work back then. You know. And then the other thing I forgot to mention, all that power on and power up, especially if it was Legend of Zelda, you might blow your battery memory doing that without holding reset like it warned you to. Oh, yeah. So if you had the wrong game in there, like Baseball Stars, you're... You got to make sure you're holding reset while you're getting to work too. That, that that happened a couple. Trust me, that fucking happened a couple times, especially with baseball stars. If you have your custom team with kids in the neighborhood, you know, and who's Billy going to take that out of in the street hockey? So take it on Pat <laughs> or street tennis. Going to hit the ball down the fucking street. street tennis. Street tennis was the best scene. I'm sure it was. It was so fun. Street tennis. Uh, I, I can keep I can keep up with Billy in street tennis. Street hockey, I was smaller. I got my ass kicked, but street tennis, I had the finesse. Jimmy Connors back then. All right. Anyway, anything else to add here? No. All right. And if you run a small business like I do, Luna Video Games, you want to maximize your time. You don't want to spend so much of it maybe waiting in line at the post office. That's why you got stamps.com. Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at stamps.com. Plus, you can save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small business sending invoices and online seller shipping out products, I, I've shipped out everything in DVDs, not for resale, Blu-ray, uh, video game consoles, wristbands, p- wristbands the, uh, the enamel pins, everything with stamps.com. Uh, so it, whether you're sending out a few items a day, whether you're a warehouse sending out thousands of packages a day, stamps.com can handle it all with ease. You use your computer to print official U.S. posters 24 hours a day, seven days a week for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it off in a mailbox. It's that simple. 
Time isn't the only thing you're saving with Stamps.com. You can get $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. My God. My God. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. It saves you time and money. It's no wonder why over 700,000 small businesses businesses already use Stamps.com. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale to get you started without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in CU Podcast. That's stamps.com. Enter code CU Podcast. And, and get going. Get shipping stuff with stamps.com. What are you waiting for? There's a lot of excitement. I'm excited about stamps.com. I can tell. All right, Ian. Yeah. Nintendo. Did something very, very, very nice. They did. So Nintendo is known for its customer service. Um, that's what people say. Uh, they've always seemed helpful, and I've needed help from them. <clears throat> they seem to go out of their way uh, when it comes to it. They were doing, granted, uh, the Joy-Con problem was huge, but uh, you know they're doing free repairs on the Joy-Cons. So when they screw up, they do try to help. Um, they uh, notoriously uh, have, you know... Um, uh, helplines open for systems that are way past their, you know, their life cycle. Their life cycle. So uh, this was a story. This is an adorable one. Uh, in Japan, uh, there was a 95-year-old uh, woman. Uh, well, the, the story comes from a 70-year-old woman, Kuniko Susaka, uh, who is the daughter of a 95-year-old woman who loved playing Tetris on the original Game Boy. And she was on her third original handheld when it stopped working. And uh, she was getting sick around the time. And she wanted to be able to play. And they couldn't find another one. Uh, They stopped selling new ones in Japan in 2003, it looks like. And it was, you know, the people that they were checking with were like, yeah, this isn't repairable. So the woman's grandson... Um, told his mom, the 70-year-old, um, that Nintendo was known for good customer service and to maybe get a hold of Nintendo and see what they would do. So they do, and they send it in, and they got a letter and a package back. And the letter said, sorry, we were not able to fix it, but we found a brand new Game Boy in our storehouse, and they sent it back, and they wished the... Uh, you know, their mother and their grandmother, uh, you know, many more years of, you know, fun playing Tetris. And apparently the woman did. Um, she she passed away at the age of 99, but that new Game Boy carried her uh, four years, and she played Tetris on it until the end. What a lovely story. I, I guess uh, they, they, they didn't want to start, you know, looking on eBay or whatever, they, these Yahoo, Yahoo Japan auctions there. To do it, and Nintendo hooked them up. That's a that's that's a great story. Yeah. So four years. That's so this would have probably been like 2016 or so. So that's still fairly recent. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would love to. Who wouldn't love to walk around like the Nintendo warehouse and see what shit they have just hiding in the there. vault? Yeah, I'm sure they've. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they have dozens. Of, I'm sure they don't brand have brand new stuff of everything still. I'm sure that's yeah. not you know thousands, but I have a feeling dozens. that they probably picked this new Game Boy off of yeah. a stack of new Game Boys. Yeah, you know, there's there's they're, more of they're them. They're not a package there. every single one they make. Yeah, they, they probably have pristine first run Famicom sitting around. They probably yeah. do have a few of them. Why, sure, why not? You know, they they, they they get the factory going, they start cranking out new game boards. This is from Gizmodo. What a great article. 
um, until he trashes the Game Boy in the last paragraph. Uh, Andrew does here. Yeah, I was not. I was not ha- Andrew, Andrew, buddy. I'll just read it. I'm not going to. I'm not going in too hard on Andrew here, but uh, he, he says um, the original Game Boy screen is also notoriously awful with just twenty three thousand plus pixels on screen and contrast levels that make it a challenge to play even under lip. Couldn't Nintendo have sent? Uh, uh, Susaka's uh, grandmother a Switch as a replacement or at least the, the new Nintendo 2DS XL with this giant and bright screen as a better alternative that would presume, presumably be a lot easier on our, on our aging eyes no because the, the grandma played the Game Boy for like 30 years yeah, the, the grandma deserves the, the, a, a Game Boy the grandma deserves what she knows she's yes. not going to learn she knows two system. she knows two buttons a cross pad and, and maybe she's playing uh, Tetris and or Tetris. Super Mario Land you know uh, doesn't have to relearn a fucking Switch when she's not no one wants to relearn anything learn anything new when they're 95 they want to relax I don't I don't want to learn anything new, and I'm not. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 38 learn. this summer. Ian is one, hasn't learned anything new in years. Ian's done. He's done with learning. I don't learn new things. No. So, Andrew, we don't need snark in a heartwarming tale. We don't need snark in this. You can you can have snark and talk about dead or alive hair rentals, but not yeah, this in is my a, heartwarming This is not the place for snark. Not the place for snark. Mr. Lazewski. Not, not, not the place there. But, you know, you got to get your little, you know, you know, your little things in here. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I love this story. I love this story. Uh, there's a, there's there's a, there's um, uh, Karen wrote about it in the NES Guide uh, book about uh, customer service in North America when she got was it either Star Tropics one or two I forget I think it was Star Tropics one where she bought it used and did, didn't come with the the letter that you need at the certain point in the game oh, uh-huh. and she she I think she said she wrote in and they um or she asked for the tip they they they, they sent her back like all the brand like the brand new. Uh, Oh, all the, the packing materials? The, pa- the packing material. They just send it to her. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's like, you know, you do the good thing, and then you, you gain a customer forever. That's why yes. Ian's so nice to everyone that works walks into the game store. He's never he's never surly at all with anyone, because he, he's getting a customer for life. I've never been surly in my never. life. He's never. Especially after he might have seen Dong hanging. He never... Hung Dong. Hung <laughs> Dong. Hey, what was it? Basketball shorts? Basketball shorts. Yeah. Fucking! Anyway. They were not tied properly. It was not cinched up in the front. No, no, <laughs> they were not. I don't think I own basketball shorts. I think I've ever owned basketball shorts. I know they're comfortable. They are. I uh, I own uh, two pairs, and one of those pairs is like two sizes too large now. So you you can see some dong hanging out potentially if you don't cinch up. Yeah, I, I don't wear those outside of the home. <laughs> now you actually play basketball with the basketball shorts. No, I haven't tried to play basketball in years. But there, there are two things I'm very, very sad about in my life. One is that I, I don't know how to play piano. I could, I could yeah. fix that. I could fix you can that. Learn to play piano. I could learn to with play the, with the miracle piano. piano teaching system. Sure, I, I could learn piano someday. But that's something that I wish I had learned how to do when I was younger. Was learn how to play piano. And uh, this is never going to change. Um, but the. Uh, the sport that I would want to be able to play the most is basketball. I love basketball. I love the idea of getting out there and shooting some fucking hoops with the boys. Some pocket passes. Sounds so good. Pick, pick and roll pass. Chest passes. Yes. Overhead passes. Yes. Going hard in the paint. And I can't. Floaters go, in the lane. I can't go hard in the paint. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my ankles don't work that way. Oh, my no. knees don't work that way. Oh, no. My, my hand-eye coordination. Yeah, big hands. You have bigger hands than I do. You can probably you can probably dribble well. You got yeah, your hands are bigger than mine a little bit. My hands are bigger than Pat's. First time I've touched Ian like in three years. I Anyways, think. Uh, I just can't play basketball. Where's the antibacterial? I wish I could. Uh, I I was I was a good. They could make a movie about me, like the monkey paw thing. Like I wish I could play basketball, and then I gain like mad fucking basketball skills. Oh, like angels in the outfield, but or like whatever. something else goes horribly wrong. What would go wrong? I don't know. 
Pat gets in a car accident no more see you podcast but he can play basketball he gets signed to like the Clippers yeah I can play basketball really well but then like I get signed and I blow up both my knees and I'm like bedridden for the rest of my life bedridden from bedridden well, I tore my ACL playing intramural basketball in college. That's why my knee is still kind of weird. Mm. I have to get a knee replacement somewhere. I was always good at boxing out. I was always good at like steel, like because I'm only five ten. That's you can't play the NBA five ten, but you have to be amazing technically. Uh, but I was always good at boxing out. I was always good at like you know throwing my throwing my broad shoulders around and my my big butt and be like, all right, getting those rebounds. In, Pat in got that dump truck. Got the dump. I don't you know. I got a little booty. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You know, <laughs> I do squats. I do yoga. It, it helps. What do you think? I think Shaq's girls' points bouncing his big ass in the people and, and dunking. That's basically what he did. Shaq's got a dump truck. You, you, you can't. You can't. Pop a Shaq. Okay. How do we? How do we go from a heartwarming tale about this old old Japanese uh, woman to talking about hanging dong and and butt? I, I can don't know. do it. I can do it. I don't know. I can do it. Okay, moving on here. Moving on up. Ian, how do you access the uh, CU Podcast? Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. I had to think about that for a minute you had, first. You had to steal yourself. I gave myself yeah. just two seconds. I wasn't going to slip again. I slipped on the big stage. Then the big the two, show. The 200. The 200. The 200. But now we're at 201. Doesn't so, matter anymore. Nothing matters for another 99 episodes. <laughs> Nothing. We're going to phone it in again. We're going to phone <laughs> it in for another 99. <laughs> for another two years. We can get a little excited around 250, the 50 mark. But, you know, yeah, we, we've got at least 49 episodes of not giving a shit. This is this does feel kind of weird. I love it. It's like gelatin. Uh, anyway, so on the, on the, on the Patreon, um, Ian does writing once a week, roughly. Historically, it's it's not once a week, but he's getting better. It's about three times a month, three and a quarter. Three you've gotten quarter. better. There were yeah. some months where you really you know let it go, but you've gotten better. You got more motivated the past year, I'd say. Stop ruining my my pink. I mean, this is what it's for. It's for ruining it. It's, it's for, for ruining squishing. It's for squishing my pink. God damn it! <laughs> Ruin my pink. That's the sort of thing you hear in a dirty video. If you're listening to this without the video, you might be confused. <laughs> What's yes. going on? So anyway, there's a Patreon poll topic every week. Good three-way split like Warren, Biden, Bernie. In third place, will we ever see another major console that is not Nintendo slash Sony? Since Microsoft, 23%. Stop poofing my pink. Uh, in, in second place, uh, 36%. Movie slash TV properties that should not have been made into video games. Did I just say that? No. Anyway, and in first place, uh, and this is because Ian wrote about this game the past uh, few days. Uh, 42% first place. Doom! Deep dive, Ian. I mean, I, all I can Go, say no, is No, no, I, not all you can say. All I can this say. This is your topic. Go. All I can say is that I've been playing a lot of Doom lately. A lot of Doom. This happens throughout my life. This happens every once in a while with me. Um, it's wow. happened in, I would say, four, roughly four uh, eras of my life I have been uh, defined by uh, Doom. Every, like, seven years. Uh, <laughs> when So so when Doom came out, I, I really wanted to play it. And, 93. Uh, and, uh... Everyone loved Doom except your, if you're Rue. You don't like Doom. God, why doesn't Rue like Doom? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's not human. I think that's the answer is. <sighs> Sorry. It's all those light bulb chemicals. Light bulb, I mean, LED's light bulbs. Sorry, go on. We love Rue. We love Rue. Um... But I wanted to play it, and I wasn't sure if my pops was gonna was gonna be down with a game like Doom, so bloody, so visceral, so in you, your face. You were like eleven at the time when I was, came out. I was like eleven, little little too young. Yeah, not PG thirteen yet. And I think my parents were still like in the church at that point in time. They got rid of that pretty quick. Though. Catholic? Yeah, you're Catholic. Yeah, I, was I Catholic. never asked that before. You were confirmed? 
No, it was never confirmed. You're not a real Catholic. <laughs> <then. laughs> no, I wasn't okay. confirmed. I eat the bread. I, I mean, I, I did the thing where I could eat the you bread. You eat the bread? You I mean, could do you mean the Eucharist? You mean the body of Christ? The body of Christ. So anyways. You eat the bread. Okay. Sacrilege. Sacrilege. <laughs> uh, doom. So. Uh, I, the I drink the wine. I eat the bread. I drink the wine. I eat the bread. <laughs> I was an altar boy. You were? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a little eat as an altar boy. I was boy. an altar boy. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Um, That's another topic. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Uh, there wasn't any pink smushing, I hope. Doom, doom, doom. No, no pink smushing. Uh, right, so went over to my uncle's house the one day, and my uncle had doom. And he showed my dad doom. And my dad and I were, we loved the computers, my dad and I. Big computer fans, Pops and I. You grew up with computers. Yeah, I loved like them. I did. Okay. Um, and uh, he was into it. And I was like, oh, this, this bodes well. How'd you get it? Well, I ended up getting it because my dad came home on Easter Sunday with a copy of Doom 2. <laughs> and that's when I knew all bets was off. Jesus rises from the dead and you play Doom. And we played Doom. We were going to play some Doom 2. And for, I mean, I played Doom 2 for years. I just played that game constantly. Doom 2. Doom 2. Years later. Played it just. About, Doom 2 was 94? 94. Just yeah. played tons of it hell on I, earth I, there there's a there's a large chunk of my life that is de defined by firing up doom putting in cheat codes and fucking around in that game i loved it um i didn't play the uh single the, i didn't play the rest of doom one until a few years later um the i second and third um you played the share one which is the first campaign. yeah i played knee deep in the first dead. episode i didn't play dead. shores of hell or inferno until a couple of years after i had played doom 2 probably happened with me as well when i bought final doom I yes which had a bundle which I think. added thy flesh consumed i think yeah it, that it was added like, the fourth yeah. episode right that's yeah. when i did it as well um which is, a, is that canon i forget i don't know anyway thy on. flesh consumed yeah um so Ba -ba 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 Shut up, phone. Who's calling me? <clears throat> Tonawanda, New York. Anyways, I moved out of my parents' house in uh, 2000. Most of those apartments that I lived in did not have internet. We had computers. There was a computer, but you know, no internet at the uh, at, at those apartments. I would go home to do laundry, and I'd use internet then. What were you doing when you were 18? You're working. Yeah, I was working. Where were you working? Oh, you were, you were, uh, just doing restaurant work. Oh, okay. Full time. You want to get out of the, get out of the house. Make yeah. it on your own. Yeah. Like I, 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 well, that's the thing. I get, I got along, I get along with my parents great. Um, and I, I had no issues with my parents. It wasn't like there was a horrible home life situation. But ever since I was a kid, I was like super stoked to move out and get my own place. So anyway. Live off the land. Um, yeah, like harvest mode sure. or animal crossing. So... My third apartment, it's like 2004. It's probably not... It's under a year before I move out to San Diego. I'm living in my third apartment. I have a beater computer with no internet access. So I go back to my parents' house the one day. Got a Pentium 90. To do laundry. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on whatever the, the, the share sites were at the time. Um, like Kazaa and stuff like that. Uh, the abandoned wear sites. And I got a bunch of... Uh, like 
old games. I got a bunch of like the Sierra Adventure games, LucasArts Adventure games. We're really stretching the abandonware on that one, but yeah, yeah not really saying. abandoned. The they were only abandoned. They weren't but, abandoned. No. I got them through abandoned. They came out like sites. three years ago. Yes, but I got abandoned. them through abandonware yeah, sites, sure. which at the time was you know the way to. Get Is the original one still around? The original abandonware site still around? It was Gate Home of the Underdogs. Yes, was that? Was, I think it's still around. Look, look, it up. look it up. Look it up while I'm while yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. That's producing the show. Okay, so. Uh, and of the things that I throw on there, I throw Doom 1 and Doom 2 on there. And I, you know, started with... It's pl- still around, homeoftheunderdogs.net, with games. Nice. Going back to, like, the early 80s. So, I, uh, the one night I throw on Doom 2. And I'm not expecting to get sucked into it. I grabbed them because I could grab them. But I, I, uh, I had mostly been interested in playing, like, some of the adventure games. And I had played Sam and Max, and I'd played Day of the Tentacle. And, uh... I throw on Doom 2, and I put it on ultra-violent difficulty. Um, and I was like, this could be fun. And Doom really, like, at least for me at that point, it, it changes. Like, it's fast-paced, but you're living second to second when you're playing Doom on a sure. hard difficulty. Sure. You're just, it's, it's real touch and go. It's real touch and go. You don't know what's going to happen. Lots of excitement. And uh, yeah. I... Uh, it took me like two weeks, but that's all I did was play Doom Two on Ultraviolent, and I beat it. Mouse and, and keyboard or controller? Uh, keyboard. No, all mouse. keyboard. All keyboard. You, you strafed or just turned? Uh, strafe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all keyboard, and uh, drove my roommate uh, my roommate nuts at the time because he would just come home from work and all he would hear was nice MIDI music and. Those are your doom sounds. <laughs> oh, in the back room. Yeah. So uh, that's 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 playing Doom too. And so I. Someone's gonna take those sounds out and put them in their mod. <laughs> They're gonna put them in their Doom mod, by the way. <laughs> so uh, that was like that was like one of the biggest things I've ever done in games is beat Doom on the Doom two on the second hardest <laughs> difficulty because that's how bad I am at games. That beating it on the second hardest difficulty. Ultraviolent is the second hardest. Yeah, Nightmare is the hardest. Well, but, they respawn, but that adds respawning. So yeah, I, that's not fair at the point. It's like you got to rush through the game, right. basically. So I I, I I still consider ultraviolent. That's pretty yeah, hard. That's hardcore. Um, then Doom 2016 came out, and I loved that, and I played through Doom 1 again then. That Doom was, 3 was awful, by the way. I didn't like it at all. I haven't played it. I have it now. It's uh, not Doom... I mean, like, it's constrained, and it doesn't feel like the other Doom games um, to me. So... I didn't play it through the whole thing. I played a part of Doom it. Doom 2016 is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, my that's, God. That's, that's so in this, Doom 3 was not in the spirit of Doom 1 and 2. Well, and this yeah. is the thing that I, I, I really realized... Um, Playing Doom and playing Doom 2016, the games feel the same. Yeah. They're all about running into the middle of something, blowing the fuck out of shit as best as you, you can. You, you step on a fingers thing crossed, and, yeah, and then you get out of there, and yeah. you're just you're constantly moving. The game is it, it, more so in 2016, but even in the early one, the game is very kinetic. Like you're not really standing still is not a thing you do a lot of in Doom, unless everyone's dead. Right, you can get, catch your breath. Right, exactly. Otherwise, though. There's, there's traps everywhere. You hit a button. You think, oh, it's going to open the door. No, it's going to bring the pillars down Sound, with, yes. with, with a bunch of monsters on a, a and fucking 20 guys baron yeah. of hell and a cacodemon. And, then, and, the, and, and the door closes behind you. you see, that's what, see, what Wolfenstein didn't have was traps like that. Wolfenstein was just like, yeah, you walk into a room and you see a bunch of guys shooting at you. It can still be hectic, but you're not going to get surprised and shocked like you do in Doom. 
That's right. where Doom really upped the ante when it came to the first person shooter. Yeah, Doom is constantly throwing fuck yous in your face. Uh, and that's that's the fun. Like, I was playing, what level was it? It was like episode two, map five, maybe, uh, yesterday. And I remembered it when I got there, but it still pissed me off. The level seems like it's going to be short. And there's an exit, and it's a blue key. And you walk okay. into a room, and you get a blue key, and you're like, I'm going to do it. But then there's a red door. Then you find the red key, and then there's a yellow door. So then you go and you try to find the yellow door. So there's three locked doors just in front of the exit. And then by the time you go and you get this yellow key, you're all the way off in another part of the map. And then there's other exits with yellow keys. And it's just a big fight. It's just telling you, fuck you. Eh? You thought this was going to be easy? It's not. In the background, you hear. And and then you hear. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you hear. Behind the the distance. So, um, right. So, anyways, uh... Now I'm playing it again. How about those fucking flaming skulls? I love them. They can eat my love butt. Them. Lost souls? Love them. They They're just, fucking cool. There's always like 80 of them in a row in a little scary as shit confined too. little hallway. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, Is that how they sound like? Yeah. No. They, they, they make a... They no, make the, like, no, the, oh, the, or the big red guys when you shoot them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, cacodemons are the red balls. Yeah. Anyways. It goes... Anyway. I can't do it. Doom Eternal comes out this month, and I gotta see if I'm gonna. Have so is money. that is that basically the new, the new Doom two? Yeah, Doom Eternal is the sequel to Doom 2016. Um, I'm gonna have to budget for that because it comes out the same day as Animal Crossing. Uh, oh wow, that's that's, that's some counter programming right there. There is. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. If you haven't seen it, it's 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 made the internet. It, it's, it's the only thing that's made the internet enjoyable lately is that the Doom fan base and the Animal Crossing fan base have become friends. And there's just oh. lots and lots of art out there of, like, Izzy, Isabel, the dog, uh-huh. like, going to buy a copy of Doom Eternal on the day that it comes out. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, the, the fan art between between the Doom community and the Animal Crossing community we, is just it's just wonderful. We can, it doesn't always have to be toxic gamers out no, there. There's no. some nice gamers out no, there. No, no, this is, this is a very cute, lovable thing. Um, so, anyways, to get ever, uh, everyone pumped up for Doom Eternal... Um, I was not expecting to fall into a Doom pit again, like I have recently. But the <sighs> Switch versions uh, of Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 uh, are all on sale. Oh, they are. They might still be on sale, but they were on sale last week. For $1.50 for Doom 1, $1.50 for Doom 2, and $3 what? for Doom 3. Do you have them on good old games? We, we can play on good old games. I don't have it's them. It's like a dollar on good old games to get those. Yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, sure, Doom. I'll buy Doom a million times. So, what does what fucking Doom cost on, on good old games, Doom? So, uh, and the nice thing is, and I haven't done this yet. I was going to last night. I was hoping to be able to say something about it today, but I didn't. Oh, because, I, have, I have Ultimate Doom. Because I'm just so stuck on playing through. Um, You can do add-ons. There's add-ons. So, for, uh, for Doom 1, you can click on an option when you load up the Switch version, and you can get uh, TNT Evolution. You can get Plutonia Project, okay, and you can get Sigil for free. So and that Sigil is the new one that Sigil's came out. Sigil's the last new year. one, so I haven't played that yet, but I'm really excited to try Sigil. I want to see how hard it is, and I also want to play the multiplayer maps because half of it was single player and half of it was meant for multiplayer. And as much as I like Doom, Doom's multiplayer was cooperative, was fun, but Deathmatch always kind of sucked because the levels weren't designed for the the the, the standard maps weren't really made for Deathmatch. Okay. So I want to play, you know, some maps that were made for it. So wait for it to go on sale because good old game always runs sales. I, I remember not spending more than a dollar or two each for Ultimate Doom, which has the four episodes, and then uh, Doom 2. Um, 
So wait for the sale. You said it's like a dollar fifty right now on Switch. Dollar fifty right now on Switch. Then I'll buy it on Switch. I'll play it on Switch. Yeah. Uh, there's no online. There will be online for the uh, Doom sixty four though. Doom sixty four is. Getting... I've never played Doom sixty four in my life. I like it. At least I liked it. A lot of people say it sucks, but I think it'll be fun to play it on a system with a better controller. Sure. For <clears> the analog, probably game. better gamma because like the the lighting it was a little rough. But it was a fully three D Doom. That's the thing that people don't realize. Like the enemies were sprites, but the levels were like. 3D. Why isn't GoldenEye on the Switch? You know how much money that would make on the Switch? Licensing. It's licensing. You're not the first person to think of this. Work out the deal. Like, work it out. If they put multiplayer... Like, that would sell... I'm not kidding. That would sell a million copies. License... Well, of course. Everyone At, like, $10 each. Licensing with Rare and... uh, And obviously the Bond people. And the Bond people. They they wouldn't care. They'd give... Or or, or switch around the freaking... Well, no, you want... Well, no... You wouldn't care as much if you don't That's see That's why we got that bullshit, like, not really GoldenEye remake on the Wii. The GoldenEye oh, yeah. Reloaded was because they, they don't have... Those yeah. those rights holders aren't going to magically meet make up the, Make the heads different. I mean, Rare is Microsoft. Although Microsoft and Nintendo have been playing nice, so maybe. Make the heads different then. You know? Change... Get the name... You know, if Brosnan wants money, screw him. Just change his head. You know, in the change game. his head. Change his head. Economy. So anyways, that's what I've been doing, and once I get home, I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to play some Doom. All right, I'm going to be editing, but um, then I'm going to break my intermittent fasting. So I'll say this about Doom, because Ian took took off most of it, which is fine, because Ian loves Doom. I love Doom. We all love Doom, except for Rue, of course. Um, Doom was one of the first games that really, when I saw, like, I go back to uh, Doom Tips for the Gurus, uh, tips, for the, tips from the Guru, uh, Gurus, when it was that huge, freaking 350, 400-page book a comp USA or computer city. Yeah, I had that and it came with Doomcad in the back of it, it so you can make levels. I, I didn't even mention it, that. No, I, no, made, no. I made Doom levels. It, God, I love Doom. It came with like like four or five different Doom yeah, editors. I including had one that was like semi 3D. That mm-hmm. was like, whoa. Doom wasn't 3D. Doom was fake 3D. Like all. Like all Raycasting, first, I believe, is what it's called. First, which were what all first person shooters were up until Quake. Quake was the first real 3D first person shooter. Dark Forces faked it. Obviously, Wolfenstein faked it. Doom faked it. Anyway. Uh, Hexen and all those other ones faked it. Duke Nukem faked it. Faked it. Anyway, so um, I I remember trying a couple of levels or trying to make them. They were simple, whatever. But I really enjoyed the mod community. There was an Alien versus Predator total oh, yeah. mod with like. So it was a really good. You, like, you heard like you heard like you heard um, like Vassals go let's rock when you when you were playing as Ripley when you got the you got the. And I remember the predator in that one. I don't even remember that one. It was it was they, they respawn like you, you were going to get killed. But the predator in that game was so scary. I remember because it, it can go invisible. It, 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 it you know it threw everything at you. It could slash you. Remember those mods out there? Yeah, no, I, there was an aliens one. That had to be like ninety six that came out. You know, but the mod community must have been. I mean, this is before. You know, obviously they probably still make mods. Online versus predator. Online versus predator. Doom mod. I wonder if you can still get the same one from back in the day uh, with it. Probably. But they had they had so many different mods out there. But that book was so nice because, or that package, it didn't come with all the mods, but it, it taught you how to load up the wads yeah, taught, and yeah, yeah. how to make them. I'm, you know? I, it's nice to know that you had that. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only person who... who I told had, you on yeah. the podcast before I had uh, uh, Doom tips. tips yeah, probably. Computers. Yeah. It was like, what, 30 bucks on Computer City? And it was the first time where... 
I guess it made like, well, I can kind of make my own computer game, even though you're, you know. Kind yeah, of I always it. remember this: the Aliens uh, TC Doom mod with that you one. Get, you that one I loader. never played. I played the one where you play as Ripley. Get the loader. You're, it's literally Ripley's face. Yeah, I've That's seen that too. But the, I'm guessing to this day there was pack, you know, there was Pac-Man mods. There was everything mm-hmm. back then. There was ones for Wolfenstein. I remember. I'm looking at one right now where you play as play as a predator. That one I never saw before on YouTube. Wow. And and Doom isn't like oh wow, ooh that looks good. I'm looking at the 1.3 Doom mod, Aliens versus Predator. It's just fun, and I guess the look hasn't, um, it hasn't held up. People still like how Doom looks for a game. No, Doom still looks nice. It still looks nice. Um, I was thinking that the other day, like it's plain. Except if you're Rue. It's 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 plain. I mean, it's it, it it's it, the game is largely what you can do with textures because you can't yeah. have overhanging stuff. Sure, um, but it it looks nice and it conveys it conveys what it needs to convey nicely. Um, it's a no frills first person shooter, and it's fun. It, it has it, it has the right amount of th- right amount of frills. Like I can't go back to Wolfenstein. Well, there's frills. Yes. Yeah, Wolfenstein doesn't have any frills. Wolfenstein is just Wolfenstein get, get the is, key is rooms with enemies. Get the key, yeah. unlock it. May get a second key and unlock it. There's like what gold and silver keys, which are two different keys in Wolfenstein or Raid Three, and then killed. And plus, there's not there's not enough enemy types in, in Wolfenstein. Um, no, there's not I, until well, you get those mutants and monsters, and the bosses suck in Wolfenstein. The bosses in Wolfenstein are literally either shoot a rocket launcher at you or a fucking minigun that shreds you like in two seconds. And that's basically what it is in Wolfenstein for the uh, for the enemies. There's no like in between guys that are that are w- worth fighting there. Anyway, all right. Well, we love Doom. Ian, I'll, I'll get it on the Switch. You're saying they are going to add multiplayer? No, they're adding multiplayer for the 64 version. Is that that's on the Switch? That's coming. That that releases on the 20th as well. 20th is going to be an expensive day. Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal won't be on the Switch on, on the 20th though. So is it planned for the Switch? Is it is, it, is 2016 on the Switch? Yes, 2016 is on the Switch, and it's admirable. Oh, that's, that's right. I heard it was pretty good. I have it on PS4 and on the Switch, and it's really, really well done Those, on the Doesn't burn up your Switch? No, it's 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 neat. Okay. Uh, Q&A time on the C you oh, podcast. we're going to do a Q&A. All right. You want to just do one? Yeah, let's do one. Well, we've been talking for... No, it's only hour 18. Maybe this, this has been it's a long right. podcast. Uh, this is from at Phil Tyler 80 Forget gamer chairs. How about gamer beds? Which then links to a uh, an article from Gizmodo. Decked out bed for gamers only comes in single sizes. Um, no amount of caffeine, sugar, or Doritos can get around it. Even the most diehard gamer is going to have to eventually abandon their sweet gaming setup and climb into bed for some rest. But that doesn't necessarily mean gaming has to be put on hold thanks to Bahutes, Bahoots new gaming beds. So what... <laughs> Wow. What do you get in this setup, Ian? You get a bed. You get a mattress. It looks like a small sort of single mattress. It is a single. They only come in singles. (laughs) But the more you spend doing this, you're probably going to need a bigger bed eventually Mm -hmm. to hold the girth that might develop. You get a shelf to your uh, by your right foot, which could hold, it looks like, uh, drinks and other items. Behind you, you have um, a little lamp and a shelf for things. To your left, you have drink holders for your Monster Energy Drink or your Coca-Cola. And then you also have the stand for your keyboard to your left. 
And then you have two more holsters for more, I don't know, ramen noodle cups, a cup of noodle or wrap noodles and more drinks. A holster for your for your, uh, for your controller. You have a wraparound table in front of you by your feet. And then you have two gaming monitors set up for you. So you can lean back on your, looks like soft uh, pillow, body pillow that could be something like beanbag-ish, but probably foam. And you sit back and you game to your heart's consent, content without standing up or without even sitting. You are kind of laying back and relaxing in your PJs uh, there. The only thing missing is a built-in bedpan, it says. Oh, that's a, that, that's not included? No. You gotta, you gotta go South Park. You gotta tell Mom to come and bring the bedpan and crap all over. There's there's very little snark in this article. This is also by Mr. Lazewski. Why? Oh, would, oh wow. Why, and, we're going to be friends with Andrew. Why was there so much snark yeah, why is in the Nintendo le, le, article, Mr. The heartwarming Nintendo story with a 95-year-old grandma. Mr. Lazewski. Andrew. Andy. Come, what are we doing here? Andy, Andy, if we can call you that. Oh, it is a beam, custom beanbag uh, pillow. The suggested rig includes the desk... Headboard, bed frame, rolling shelving, and adjustable keyboard tray, and a gaming blanket and custom BB pillow is priced just north of a thousand dollars after currency conversion. So I guess the, the bottom is just getting the, the, the bed desk, which is three hundred dollars. Simple bed frame incorporating an elevated desk at the foot, allowing gaming sessions to continue even after gamers are too exhausted to sit upright in a chair. So Is it the- just me or can you smell that thing through the computer screen? It won't sell good. It smell good. It's going to be a bunch of Cheeto smells, maybe uh, some Sour Patch Kids. Um, and, Does and, the mattress come pre-dusty with like snack I, crumbs? I love. I love in the pictures they blow out all the brand names of like he's going for snacks and the coke blurred out and like his his cup of noodles sitting by literally by his, the foot of his bed. You see there. God, that's a out. disaster waiting to happen. Uh, you you got to be careful with your wrap noodles there. So does it come with the actual mattress? I don't know. I would guess not for a thousand dollars. A mattress would would be at least. Yeah, I can't there. see that. The bed is so big, I would see what it should come with the mattress. You can buy a cheap uh, IKEA buy a, a, a bed with the mattress for cheap, can't you? And well, this will not be a comfortable mattress though. No. If it comes with this, no, no, this is going to be the fold out one you see at the swap meet that converts into a, a, an uncomfortable bed into an uncomfortable sofa. That's what this mattress is going to be. Maybe they are comfortable at the swap meet. People buy them. They're like fake futons, whatever those things are. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck are those things? They're like, they're like, they're like so thin, but I guess people like them because they're cheap. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it's one, two, three, four. It's, it looks like it's six pieces. You got a piece of it. There's like different shelves and things. And, um, yeah, I would say the minimum to me that you would need would probably be you would need, uh, obviously, the, the mattress or, or bed. With the thing behind you, with the lamp, you're gonna need the obviously the, the monitor uh, desk at your feet, and you're gonna need the keyboard. You probably need three pieces minimum. The other shelves you probably can get away with not getting here. Uh, to me, you're gonna need like three pieces here in order to do that. Do you know anyone in your life that would actually want something like this? No, or, or use it. Is this some? Is there? Is there? A, is there a market for this though? Do you actually think there is? I'm like 50-50 thinking if there's a market for this because once you get to this point. You might as well just give up at life to me. If you can't even get up to go sit down somewhere, it's over, I think, at that point. At least to me. I mean, I've seen, unless like... You're, I've unless seen, you're like, bedridden, cursed... maybe, or you're sick. Sure, if what? you're sick or whatever, that makes sense. But I've seen, like, cursed photos of people who just kind of live like this, like, oh, as really? it is. And, yeah, I, I could see it selling to people who don't need it. It's unfortunate. It's kind of terrifying. Might, might, need, might need that double or queen size, though, at that point, I would think. Let's make a generalization there. An Alaskan king. An Alaskan, Alaskan king? Alaskan king. 
I never heard of that expression. I heard Eastern and Western King. There's Alaskan California King, king and Eastern there's, King. There's there's an Alaska there's a What California, the hell's an Alaskan? I'm uh an Alaskan big, king. Big enough to, to, to fit a whale in? What does that Alaskan mean? An Alas- I, I, I knew this last week because I was talking to John about it. Uh, an Alaskan king, like its name, namesake, is enormous at nine feet by nine feet. And then there's an Alberta king, which is uh, eight feet by eight feet. And then there's the California king and the Eastern king. Wait, so they're bigger than the other kings we have yes. here. Yeah, an Alaskan king is the biggest, I believe. Nine feet by nine feet. Because the California king is wider but shorter, shorter. and the Eastern king is a little bit shorter but... But t- tall, longer, yeah, yeah. So I have an Eastern King, an Alaskan King is just a fucking nine foot by nine foot monstrosity. The California Kings were, were usually the ones where it's like two matches they put together. I think is that, that's how it works. It's like two two doubles or something. Um, I have the, yeah, I have an Eastern King bed there. So how much bigger is an Alaskan King than an Eastern King? Like I said, nine feet by nine feet. That's big. Uh, as fuck. I, I found I found it. A Wyoming King is okay. seven feet by seven feet. What the. F- a California king is an Alaskan king looks like one and a half California. Holy kings. shit! Okay, I found a I found a scale. A an Eastern king, which I have, um, is seventy six uh, by eighty inches. A California king, oh, California king is 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 longer but shorter. Do I have a California king or an Eastern king? Shit, I got to measure it before I buy a, uh, a new bed frame. An Alaskan king is nine by nine. You're right; it's like fifty percent bigger. Yeah, almost. It's fifty percent wider and like twenty five percent longer. Holy shit! One hundred eight by one hundred eight. Sold with a three piece, a three piece box spring. My lord, it's insane. I didn't know there was a twin, twin extra long. I guess. Well, I guess if you're you know, an NBA player, you can get that. All right, I got an Eastern King. Yeah, I don't think I have a California King. Yeah, mine, mine's a. You, know, you want to go more wider than taller? I think unless you're. Yeah, you don't want to rub elbows with your you know your loved one. Get away from me. I don't want to snuggle right now. Anyway, wow. I learned something new every day. There's there's the Alaskan king. Jesus Christ. Okay. So are we talking about... Oh, gamer bed. Yeah, okay. Where is this being sold at? Uh, I'm, I'm going to look this up right now. Anyway. Anything else to add, Ian? No, I think that's it. Yeah, this, maybe some people that have a hard time walking want this, or maybe you're, you're sick. I'm not putting it totally down, but but if you can walk to a place to play a game get up off your butt and walk to a place in order to uh, play the game right there it's interesting because you have now the you have the standing desk which are better for you and you're more active with that and now you get the total opposite that yep so alright you want to do another Q&A or are you done I'm good I'm good let's save that one you want to save that one yep ah, ah, why not I'm starving I'm starving Ian yeah I'm starving I'm gonna go home and have some leftovers I'm gonna have some Ian uh, Curry oh that's right he didn't bring any <laughs> Uh, that chili was good you brought me last year. I'll bring you some of these uh, curried uh, little, little, I gotta me, make them again. You brought me the little omelet muffins, didn't you as well? Yeah. Those are okay. Is it literally like in a little muffin pan you make them? Yeah. Just make them in a little pan. It's I, want some, I want some cupcakes. I've been, I've been eating better the past month. And um, it sucks. Because I want to eat cupcakes and things like that. The Atkins chocolates I've been eating have been helping though. Like They really have been. You know the ones I get that I really like. Um, get them at the grocery warehouse, uh, the grocery outlet. They're called like JoJo's or something. What is that? There, it's a dark chocolate bar with peanuts on top, and it's it's probably I would say if you break it in half, two good servings there, and it comes to like six net carbs at the end. Really? Yeah. So it's not bad. 
It's not bad at all. Well, dark, no added sugar to the dark chocolate. Yeah, is that why? it's delicious though. I'll bring you one next time. I I, I grab them every Dude, once in a while. I think we should I, we should live stream from the grocery outlet. They're, they're what, tasty. How's the veggies at the grocery outlet? Is it kind of you don't want it? You don't want it. Anything that says outlet on it. You, you anything that's uh, you know. I've I've, can I've spoil? turned on I've turned on the grocery outlet. I used to hate it. Now it is good it for is ramen. A, it is a worthwhile place to go first. Like if I'm if if I'm going to like do some grocery shopping and I've got first. and I've got a meal in mind, I'll walk up to the grocery outlet, see if I can get any of like the basic staple stuff there cheaper, then cross the street That's and nice. walk back, and I'll hit Barons on the way back to get everything else. Is there like a is there like meats at the at the grocery outlet? You yeah. can buy like steaks. Mm-hmm. Is it the same supplier or how's it cheaper? Is it cheaper? Uh, it's usually stuff that's got like two days before it. it, it, it it's stuff oh, that needs it's, to. Yeah. It needs to sell. Yeah, it needs to sell. Which they, you can find a regular supermarket as well. They mark stuff down, but they they push it to there. They they wholesale yes. to them. Um, I was going to say the dollar store has a lot of food, and, and a lot of it's good. Like like sure. the, the, people buy bread there. They buy uh, snacks. There's soups and you know ramen and things like that. But there's like real. There's like groceries even at the dollar store. It's yeah. like, it's not something to be ashamed of. There's there's frozen meals at the dollar no, store. Get your fucking cheap ass food get, where you can yeah, get it. You, you, you Living get, is expensive. Yes, you're in Southern California, wherever you are. Yeah, buy it up. Learn how to work a bargain. And they go ha- to and Aldi. They, and they actually, buy your 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 canned stuff for like and, pennies. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, and they have some name brand stuff. They have soups. And they have and they even have sodas that are cheaper there. But it's not all like off market sodas. It's some of it's it is like you know the. The way the grocery outlet works is like some days you'll go and it's awful. It's it's all stuff that is you know, if something normally has like a two year shelf life, if it's within its like last six months, chances are it'll go to okay. the grocery outlet. If it's uh you know meat and it's got like a week left and it was supposed to have a month, it's going to be at the grocery outlet. If it's uh, milk's going to expire tomorrow, so you should buy it. If it's <laughs> something that's just not selling. Like sure. the fucking pumpkin spice almonds I saw there, you know, that'll go there. So like sometimes you'll go and they'll have everything you need. Sometimes they'll be missing something that you think is very normal for a grocery <laughs> store to have. Like they won't have like flour or something. They just didn't find any really cheap that week. But like I said, it's, it's a good okay. place to stop first. So so they might have a brownie mix that could be expiring. Yeah, they might have a brown like they might have Duncan like a, a whole shelf of really good brownie mix, and then the next week you go and they won't have any, but they'll have like two they, types of cake. They have snack cakes. Yeah, they always got that sort of shit. They got tasty cake or no Hostess. I'd have to look and see what brand it is. They've always got snack stuff though. I'm, I'm starving now. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm going. Okay, starving. goodbye. <laughs> All right, that's it for the CU podcast. Check out the. Uh, the Ultimate Game Guide for NES on Android and iOS. We got the Not For Resale movie. We got the limited t-shirt, the enamel pins. Uh, and obviously, obviously I, I, I have not been pushing the, the certain NES Super Nintendo guidebooks, but they're out there. People still like them. I have to plan maybe the next adventure there. All right, that's it. I'm Pat. We're going to eat some food. Bye. Bye. <laughs>